Welcome to Decoding Security, episode number 15. Today we're going to be discussing website security products. Every website needs proactive security, and Ram and Jess will be talking about how to find the right security product for your website, uh, what to look for when choosing a security provider, and some pretty important red flags. Uh, Before we get into that, though, Jess, what do we have in the news this week? Uh, Fun news today, kind of a callback to our very first podcast episode about the Equihacks. The former CIO of Equifax was charged with stock dumping before the breach disclosure on March 15th. Turns out that they actually found text message evidence on his phone where he said, on the phone with global CIO, sounds bad, we may be the one breached. So he knew prior to the public disclosure that there had been a likely data breach and that it was probably very large um, and decided to dump his stock before the prices tanked. Uh, which is criminal. It's basically insider trading. So he is now facing both criminal and civil charges regarding stock dumping and insider trading, um, which is a pretty big deal. And if I had to guess, this is probably not the last of that that we've seen. He was not the only exec to dump his stocks. So I'm curious to know who else he sent texts to. Uh, What else do we have going on, Ram? Turns out that a security firm, uh, CTS Labs, uh, had has claimed to have found uh, 13 security flaws affecting AMD Ryzen and Epic processors. Uh, They're kind of trying to build them as the new uh, Meltdown and Spectre flaws. I was pretty sure they were trying to build it as the next Rammstein tour. (laughs) Ryzen fall! (laughs) But yeah, uh, however, it's kind of questionable since they basically gave AMD 24 hours of notice before publicly disclosing the these flaws. Uh, their website is kind of fancy. Uh, they have a little bit of a, a, a text at the bottom of the site that says that they may have a f- financial stake in the results of these disclosures, and indeed AMD's stock has dropped a bit since the uh, news. And also, the vulnerabilities themselves do seem uh, somewhat legitimate, except for the fact that you need either administrative access or physical access to the device in order to exploit them, at which point you have much bigger problems anyway. Right, you have bigger problems you than have bigger an problems. AMD vulnerability if somebody has got admin access to your system. Yeah, so uh, yes, shady stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, on that note, uh, let's get to our main topic of the day, which is website security products. We know the answer to this, but our viewers might not. Uh, do I really need website security? The TLDR answer to that question is yes, every single website needs website security. Um, And I hear a lot of, okay, but why? And the simple answer to that question is why do you have locks on your car doors? Why do you have locks on your windows? Criminals exist. But what if my website is really boring? Yeah, that doesn't really matter. They're not targeted attacks in most cases. Most cyber criminals will use like bots or automated scanning to look for some sort of disclosed vulnerability that they can then use to get into the site and use that to proliferate malware throughout the universe if they want to or mine Bitcoin or whatever it is that they're trying to do. Um, so that's kind of a script kitty's playground is boring sites. <laughs> I see. So how do you go about choosing a, a security product and a provider? Um, well, you already know this. I do. And I already know this, but maybe they don't. 
Uh, so there's one of the things that you kind of want to look for in a security provider. Uh, it, most decent security providers offer some kind of malware scanner. Uh, what you really want is something that'll scan the actual code, uh, not just what it renders on the web page. A lot of malware is intentionally, essentially silent. If you don't know it's there, you won't know it's there because right. it's not going to say hacked by Bala Sniper right. on the home page. There's a lot of malware that operates in a completely hidden manner. Uh, or in a way so when you're talking about that, you're talking about malware that's injected into legit files, right? So like your header.php for your WordPress site. Uh, actually, those are usually the ones that are visible from the outside. That The ones that are visible from the outside are usually injected into legitimate files. Uh, the ones that you don't often catch are the ones that are just their own separate files. That, you know, say someone adds a shell to your site so they can do whatever they want. Unless you know exactly the path of that shell, you're probably not going to find out about right. it. Right, and it would only be web visible to the person who knows the exact URL. If they set up some kind of access control, I mean, they could even make it so that only their IP can access it. That's true. Um, so, yeah, and, and inside-out malware scanner is a good idea. And when we say inside-out, we mean file-based. It actually scans the code base, the code of the individual files, not just what's accessible to, you know, the internet, which is what, like, Google scans for when they put together their attack page warnings. And I mean, there's a number of option, options. Uh, there are scanners that run uh, from your server on your server. Uh, those are okay, though. Those do suffer from the problem that if your server gets sufficiently infected, they might not work anymore. Yes. Uh, so what are some things that we should be looking for in security providers? Um, we should be looking for trust. A lot of hosting providers will actually partner with a particular security company, which is nice because, one, it means discounts for you if you're hosting your website with that company and you use their partner. But two, it also means that they trust that provider. Hosting companies, um, especially the big ones, the, the big market share ones, have millions of customers and millions of websites on their servers, if they're trusting a particular security or backup partner, that probably means that they've been at least relatively well vetted. Um, and like I said, it's cheaper. Um, it's important to know that your hosting providers will provide server security, but they don't do individual website security. Um, so you, you do need to find either a security provider or take the steps to learn how to do it yourself, right? Uh, doing it yourself is hard. And uh, honestly, a lot of the uh, options you get if you're doing it yourself, uh, you can totally get away with doing it yourself if you're like me, but... <laughs> you mean a wizard, if you're a wizard. But we can't all be you, Ram. Yeah, basically. Uh, if, if you've been admin ser ser adminning servers for like 10 years, which I haven't, by the way, it's actually been a hundred. <laughs> wow, I didn't know there were servers a hundred years ago. The wizard world is an amazing place. Yeah, you're right. It's a different plane of existence, I guess. Parallels. So that's some Doctor Strange nonsense. Anyways, <laughs> we're having way too much fun with this. That's okay. We really are. Uh, anyways, uh, I mean, you can do it yourself, but I mean, having up-to-date uh, definitions of malware up-to-date because uh, malware changes a lot and if whatever you're using for your security doesn't keep essentially a fresh uh, up-to-date copy of what's the hot new malware uh, it's not going to find it 
Yeah, that, and that's where, you know, a security provider comes in handy because a lot of security providers either have some manner of AI or machine learning that adds definitions, or in Sitelock's case, we have people like you who are here 24-7. Yeah, RAM is literally here 24-7 discovering new malware. I mean, wizards don't need sleep. They don't. They don't. We only need a lot of coffee. Yes. Um yeah, but that's where your security providers come in because they have people whose job it is to update those yeah. definitions. So unless that's your job, I don't recommend trying to do it, you know, DIY website security. DIY website hardening, you know, where you make sure that your updates are, are up to date, that you're you're using themes and plugins that are sourced responsibly, that kind of thing that we've talked about before on the show, that's great. But when it comes to actual malware discovery and scanning uh, we recommend using somebody whose job it is to to do that you can kind of do wafts yourself uh depending on how comfortable you are uh, it's less uh high maintenance yeah and there's a certain amount of kind of diy waffing that you can do without mm-hmm. an actual waff you know if you have robots.txt files that control bot traffic, if you have htaccess files that control IP traffic, that kind of yeah. thing. Well, you bear can... in mind, bots don't always respect robots.txt files. That's true, especially, especially bad malicious bots. ones, yep. There's other things you can do, like uh, you know, banning people who try to DDoS your site or try to access it the wrong way too many times. Uh, but that that's a little bit more in-depth, but there's still, there's still reasonably self-configurable options for that. Sure. Uh, but you do want to have some kind of like access control, firewall, dealy on your site. If it's not in your budget yet, there are steps that you can take to, to protect yourself proactively. Mm-hmm. Um, red flags. Let's talk warning signs. The biggest red flag that I, I think people need to look for is if a, if a security provider can't answer basic questions about your website security and how their scanner works. Things like, how often does it run? Is it automatic? Um, is it web-based? Is it file-based? How often are the malware definitions updated? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Um, how often is, is it automatic? Does it require manual intervention? How much uh, access to the server does it require? Things like that. Those are really basic questions that any security provider should be able to answer. If they can't, you should run in the other direction, um, screaming and lighting things on fire along the way. (laughs) Even if we occasionally... That's, that's important for any kind of company that sells anything. You shouldn't trash your competitors. You should let your product speak for yourself. So you shouldn't trust a security provider who can't let their product speak for itself or who can't espouse the benefits of the product. If their only selling point is that they trash their competitors, that's not good, right? Um, and then look out for requiring seemingly unnecessary server access. Most file-based malware scanners can get away with SSH or FTP file access. No malware scanner should be asking for root or sudo access by default. Uh, most file-based scanners get away with just an SSH or FTP user. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely going to be instances where uh, if, depending on the infection, you might have to have 
someone, an expert, go in and uh, use that access to clean it out. But uh, those are kind of rare cases. Yeah. And I mean, there are, you know, forensic analysis, maybe they need to get in and look at your log files or a configuration, but that should all be stated when you're setting up the trouble ticket or, you know, contacting support. It's not something that they should be asking for by default. They don't need a root user on your site to or on your server to run your daily malware. Exactly. So with that, what's the big takeaway this week, Topher? Uh, Well, what I want to talk about for our final tip this week is, uh, actually kind of what we talked about a couple episodes ago on February 20th. Uh, basically, you know, if you haven't yet listened to or watched that episode, uh, just kind of do what it says. Uh, disaster recovery is is important, but not just for uh, disaster recovery purposes, not just for if something happens, but it's also an important part of website security. Uh, we talked a lot about backups, but we didn't mention that they can be used in the instance of uh, helping secure your website. If you keep those files off of your web server, it actually minimizes your attack surface so that it's less likely for your site to get infected in the first place. That's Um, a good tip. Backups are so important. I know we talk about them so much on this show. We might as well be called decoding backups. Mm-hmm. But they're they're seriously so, so, so important. Mm-hmm. They really are. Well, anyway, thank you, Jessica and Ram. Uh, it, it was great getting some of those website security tips. Obviously, that's something we deal with a lot here. Uh, And we also want to thank you, our listeners and watchers, for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to come back next time. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, uh, now on Spotify, wherever else you you may be watching or listening, uh, so that you don't miss out on any of our episodes. The music, Upbeat Forever, by Kevin McLeod of IncompyTech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Decoding Security is hosted by Jessica Ortega and Graham Dahl and produced by Tofu Tebow for SiteLock.